Good evening, Sportsonians. <clears throat> Choked on that. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Agliolaro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. Recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. Of course, we are rebroadcast, redistributed through all our various podcasting outlets. We thank you for joining us, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. We always thank you for joining us, no matter how you join us. We got a good show for you tonight. We will be joined by Dave Hastings and Eric Tressler. Maybe we get an Eric Pfeiffer appearance. Maybe we get a Larry Schmelrose appearance tonight. I am I am not sure on that one. But one way or another, like I said, good show tonight. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Week uh, 10 in the NFL is in the books. A lot happened this week. A lot of teams that got upset in week nine definitely made it known that it was a one-shot deal, whether it was the Cowboys utterly destroying uh, the the Atlanta Falcons or the Buffalo Bills, uh, dominating the New York Jets so much for the great white hype. Then you got New England beating the living shit out of the Cleveland Browns so much for their momentum that they had after Odell uh, Beckham was released. Odell Beckham Jr. himself went to the Los Angeles Rams, and the Rams were pr- promptly smacked right in the face by the San Francisco 49ers last night. On Monday Night Football, so we got that. The Kansas City Chiefs actually showed up to a game this season. They beat the the crap out of the Las Vegas Raiders by a score of forty one to fourteen on Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers didn't wind up playing on Sunday. The uh, the Packers spanked the uh, Seahawks seventeen uh, nothing. So we'll talk about all that. Um, but um, while we wait, up oh, never mind. Y'all knew where I was going there, but we'll save it for later because he is here. He's here, letting him in right now. He's getting his audio set up, and there he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Hastings is here tonight. Dave, how you doing? Ah, Not too bad, Mike. How about yourself, bud? Not too bad. Not too bad. Let me start off. So somebody went 5-0 oh in our picks last week. Well, I feel like you're start, if, you're, if you're starting off that way, I feel like it's going to be you. Or? Well, since Eric's not here, my, my second guess has to be myself. You went 5-0 and oh last week, goddammit. Yes, you did. You were in second place this week, so congratulations for that. Yes, I wanted to start off with that, give you a little have credit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, say what you want about me. I am a fair guy. I did start this whole thing off a few weeks ago with me having a really good week. But when you guys go 7-0 and or 6-0, and 5-0, and whatever the hell it is, I'll give you guys the credit for it, too. See, I, 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 it's embarrassing to admit, but I always forget who I pick by the time we get to this stuff. So I well, literally never remember. That's what you guys have me for. I write all the I write all the picks down, so that's what I have it for. It, it's one of the many reasons why we need to hear Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no. So I mean, we'll we'll start there. Um, I mean, we can start wherever you want to start. But just to give you the recap, you had Green Bay beating Seattle. You had Minnesota beating the Chargers. 
you had you definitely had New England picking the uh, beating the Browns. Good call there. Uh, Philadelphia beating Denver and Kansas City beating the Raiders. So you had that. We can get into that a little more later. Let's start off. Well, I mean, where where do we always start off when it's you and me here? Let's start off with the fact that the Cowboys got back on the right track. Yeah, um, and again, I think it kind of aligns with the what we've seen out of this team so far this year is that they definitely mm-hmm. just seem to be different than they have been in years past. Yes. Um, and, and I think uh, a rebound win like this, like, like look, I'm not going to get all high and mighty. It's the Falcons, but we also yeah. got to realize the Falcons have played pretty good football over the last couple of weeks. So um, Matt, I think Matt Ryan was a top three quarterback in the NFL over the last three weeks before the game against Dallas. So like Cordell Patterson was, you know, putting up great numbers. Like they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle Pitts was getting involved. The defense was playing decent football. So like, you know, Dallas got punched in the mouth last week and couldn't recover from it in the game. And, you know, yeah, they lost by 14 technically, but we all know they got their asses blown out like that. That, yes. that score isn't actually what the game was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you you look at how they rebounded and, and just the the overall performance, um, the defense played a special game. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I think they wanted to you know, go out and represent represent for Dan Quinn against his old team and the team that fired him last year. And, and you know, really uh, – and I love being able to say that because, to me, there's nothing better than when players are willing to go out and do everything they can because of the love and relationship they have with their coaches. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that was really good, especially considering Randy Gregory was out for the game and he's on IR for the next three weeks. No DeMarcus Lawrence, so the two top pass rushers. And you just see this, you know, kid Micah Parsons playing out of his freaking mind. Yeah. Um, he is definitely he, – he's everything that uh, Mr. Fife and Schmelrose pointed out to us when they first drafted him. So, yeah, um, you know, Dak Prescott played another great game. You know, getting Gallup back gave them the ability to move C.B. Lamb into the slot more often, which in turn led to the big game that he had. Um you know, running the ball wise, I think uh, like average yard for carry, like Pollard actually had a better game than Zeke. Zeke just ended up having the touchdowns. Yeah. Um, you know, all overall, like the team just played a really great game. You, you also got to keep in mind they didn't have Tyron Smith in, in, uh, for the second game in a row. Um, you know, and that just, you know, I want to make sure I give credit to Steele, their uh, swing tackle, who, you know, started five weeks in a row or six weeks in a row at right tackle, then swings over to left tackle to play left tackle to fill in for Smith. Like, I mean, the kid last year was a, a, a liability, and that's putting it nicely. Um, and, and it shows that he's the it's the he's showing why he won the I think it was like the MVP of training camp or most improved player or something, whatever award he won that the team gave him during training camp for how well he improved. Um, but yeah, all overall, all in all, like that, that's the type of, you know, that's what really good teams do. They bounce back from a bad week and whoever's in their path that next game, it, it, it you just feel bad for them. I, I mean, you can look at the bills and the jets. It was the same thing. Um, but yeah, as a Cowboys fan, you gotta be healthy. And as a football fan, you can't tell me you're not amped up to watch Dallas go to Kansas city next week after the way Kansas city played this past week as well. That's, that should be a hell of a game. Um, and and I'll, I'll forewarn you now, Mike, that will be uh, the Hastings highlight uh, game we pick. So, oh, God. All right. Well, I'm not, I'm just telling you right now, I'm not picking the Cowboys. 
Okay, I'm not doing it twice. We, I'm not doing it twice in like a month. Yeah, we know. Yeah, I, I understand, um, but you, you you can't be mad at me for taking that game. There's no way that's not the best game on the schedule. No, nah, I mean it makes sense and everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Costanza. I'm gonna leave on a high note and not pick them twice in the same month. Fair enough. No worries. Yep. Yep. But yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. All right. Well, the one thing I'll bring up here because I'm I'm expecting Eric to come on in a couple uh, in a couple minutes here. I mean, we, we'll talk about more games, obviously, but we'll, you know, I'm going to shoot straight to this one because it coincides with something we had talked about last week. Obviously, when we in, when we went to air last week. Oh, and he's coming on right now, so this is perfect. When he's coming, when uh, when we went to air last week, Odell Beckham. Was a free agent, can sign with any team. We, you said he, you thought he'd go to the Packers. We kind of all thought that was the best fit for him. He winds up going to the Rams, and then the Rams get shellacked last night. All the memes come out. I'm going to leave it there so we can introduce Eric Tressler. The Rams suck just as bad as my week. <laughs> okay, that's one. That's one way to start off. I'd ask you how you're doing, Eric, but I guess you. I guess you know that kind of says it all, right there. I'm doing about as well as Jared Goff after the Odell Beckham trade. Don't don't you mean or Matthew... Stafford? Stafford. Yeah. I'm sorry, I get those two confused. They're both interchangeable. They both suck. Well, Stafford was doing really good till about a week ago. Yeah, until he got that trade. Well, he started he falling off before the trade. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. Don't jinx. Don't mm-hmm. jinx my starting quarterback. I'm not jinxing him. I'm just saying he sucks. <laughs> how do you really? How do you really feel? All right. Well, I, I, let's. You feel like he sucks. All right. You hear Beckham's going to the Rams even before last night's game. What What were your thoughts when that happened? Um. Why? And, and then the news broke about. Uh, Robert Woods, and then you're like, oh, okay, now I know why, but it's still a terrible option. Yeah, I, I think it was you who put the meme up of Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding after Woods yep. went down in the group chat. I, yeah, I thought that was first about good. Cooper Cup, and then it ended up being Robert Woods who went down. <laughs> but either <laughs> way, you're just you're getting a worse a worse receiver because you're getting a guy who's more of a diva. You're getting somebody who is not going to be locker room friendly. And now you've lost Robert Woods, who is a really good second receiver with no plum playing second fiddle Cooper Cup, who you never heard a peep out of. Yeah. And now you're going to have the mouth that is Odell Beckham screaming, why isn't he getting the ball more? So to me, this, you know, pretty much, you know, sunk the Rams' chances of winning a Super Bowl, in my opinion. I wouldn't overly be surprised by that. I will say my thought when he went to the Rams before the Woods thing happened was, Dave, you said it. I thought the Packers were a really good situation for him because you only really had Devontae Adam in terms of consistent every down wide receivers. So there was more of a chance for him to get the ball there. You go to the Rams, and like I said, this was my thought process before Woods went down. You also have Van Jefferson, who's a pretty damn good rookie wide receiver. He, he's done decently. And they just released Deshaun Jackson a couple weeks ago, who wasn't ha- happy with his role in the offense. So bringing it back, I, I didn't think that was the right move. But w- what did you think? And, you know, you get, 
You could you could start it off with what you thought before Woods went down, and then after Woods went down. What did you think, though? Uh, my thought process was pretty much the same. I, I thought this. I, I thought him going there really didn't make much sense when it came down to the receiving core they already had. Obviously, Woods going down makes that signing a, a little bit more stomachable. But when it's all said and done, like Eric said, I, I think. Odell needed to go to a place where there was, you know, kind of like a firm hand and a firm leadership set up and, and, you know, you know, who runs the show and it, it was Aaron Rodgers, And I still think that would have been the better decision of the two, mm-hmm. but you know, when it's all said and done, I, you saw how they played last night and, you know, the first throw that Stafford makes to try and get Odell involved as an interception and then, you know, they, he was only on the on the field for – I think he was only on the field for like 13% of their sna- offensive snaps or something like that. So, it's not like he was on the field a lot, still learning the playbook, all of that. He wasn't on the field, um, you know, when they were running a hurry-up offense, which makes sense because he's still learning the playbook. But, yeah, the, the Becking signing to me – when Woods was healthy, I thought it made absolutely no sense. Uh, once Woods went down, I, I thought it was kind of a lucky break for the Rams that they made that signing. But when it's all said and done, uh, kind of going back to what Eric said, like he is, he has the potential to be a locker room cancer. And I think even with the Rams trying to go all in, if there's one thing we've learned or, or have seen in the NFL over the years is, Usually the teams that are paper champions don't tend to do much else other than win on a piece of paper. And, yeah, I mean, you look at that team and the Von Miller trade and, and they trade for Stafford in the offseason and they, you know, now they go sign Beckham and, and they're doing all these moves. And when it's all said and done, like really all you did was win on a piece of paper. You still got to go out and play. Look, I still think the Rams are going to win that division. Um they're, they're in a nice spot record-wise already. That helps them a lot. But I, I think when you look at it overall, that's just a, that's a team that's got probably too many personalities, and it, it odds have it, it, it could get bad, and it could get bad quick, especially, you know, they've lost two in a row now. Or, yeah, they lost yes. two in a row now. Yes, yes, yes. So, I, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot for them to do and, and look at, it, you know, internally when it comes comes down to how they're coaching and how they're playing but i still think they have enough talent that they're going to win that division it's just a matter of you know do they do anything once they get to the playoffs and uh, it's hard to i don't know it's kind of hard to believe that they're going to get very far uh just because again i just paper champions don't do it yeah i mean We've kind of seen this out of the Rams the last few years now, the all-in mentality where they're completely either destroying their drafts to, to get these these big names or they'll they'll make the flashy signing like the, the Odell Beckham thing. It hasn't worked out for them yet. I, I do think the difference between the moves we've seen out of the Rams the last five years and someone like Odell is that Odell has – He's gotten the reputation and I rightfully deserve locker room cancer. And until anybody can do anything to change that, that's that's what he's going to be thought of. So, I mean, like I said, I've liked the way that Stafford's been playing this season before the last couple weeks. Yeah, I wasn't happy when I saw this move. I wasn't happy. Oh, wait, but can we go back to just Stafford is going to be Stafford? The end of the year, the law. You guys did say it. I will give you that. 
he's still going to be Matthew Stafford at the end of the season. He's not going to turn into Peyton Stafford. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Listen, to give, you, to give you guys a little credit, you guys did say at the beginning of the season, Matthew Stafford going to Matthew Stafford. We have seen that over the last couple of weeks. Let's just see what happens when they come out of the bike. Beckham was something he didn't need. He didn't need an Odell Beckham. Given everything we know about Matthew Stafford, it's just something he didn't need. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So we'll move on. Eric, week 10, what stuck out to you? Oh, Eric. Me, what stuck out was, I got to be honest, there was a, another meme. I, don't, I didn't post this one, but this was a question I wanted to bring up to you guys because it actually was, you know, semi-surprising. What wasn't surprising is I'm thankful we didn't pick that Lions-Steelers game. Yeah, right? Anyway. <laughs> and I mean, to be honest, like going into it, like knowing that Big Ben towards the end of the week wasn't going to play, you're sitting there going, wow, the Lions are going to not lose a game. This is the game they're not going to lose. And they didn't lose. They they tied. They, so, so they're right. They're not they're not going to be the first team to go 0-17, but they are going to be the first team to go 0-16 and 1. You know, because I mean, that that's a game they just had to win. I'm sorry. You are so desperate for a win. That's one you have to have. Mm. No Big Ben. I don't care if it's on the road. With all the heartbreak that team has had, that's a game they got to win. So that was a little surprising. The Tampa game uh, was very surprising. Watching them get beat by Washington. Tom Brady giving one, a one-minute-long press conference and then piecing out. Um, the Patriots absolutely shellacking the Browns. Mm-hmm. The Brown stains they 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 shit themselves on on Sunday. They um, really did. Uh, they really did. Then you got the Cowboys absolutely kicking the crap out of the Falcons. I think that was you know I saw that coming, but uh, you know some people seem to be a little bit surprised by it. The Cardinals I, getting the crap kicked out of them, but again the Cardinals. I don't know if I find that surprising because they didn't have Kyler Murray. You know they were down some guys so. Right, I think Kyler Murray set out this game. No, yeah, it was McCoy. You're uh, right. Kyler was, Murray, McCoy. D. Hopkins, and then um, uh, the backup quarterback got hurt as well. Oh, McCoy got okay. hurt. I didn't even know that one. Yeah. Mm. And then, and then on top of that, I will say there was this is one game that did not work out in my law of averages prediction, and that's the Green Bay Packers winning seventeen to nothing over the. Seahawks. I thought this game was ripe for the Seahawks with uh, Russell coming back off of injury to get right. Um, Packers could afford to, 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 to take a loss. So I thought that game is maybe one that law of averages because I don't, I don't think any of us look at this Seattle team as like a three and six team. But they're really not that great. I gotta be honest. And I'm starting to believe that more and more as the season goes on. But I thought they were maybe going to have a chance to get right in that game. They didn't have a chance to get right. So, I mean, those are the things that stuck out to me were those scores there. Um, but, mm. yeah, so that, 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 that's what stuck out to me. What stuck out to you guys? You guys got any comments, thoughts about those games? Well, um, I, 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 Giants well, didn't play this week, so the Giants couldn't lose. They just still suck. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, so – well, I mean, I'll tell you two things right off the bat. When I heard Ben Roethlisberger wasn't playing in that game, I I just remembered the fact that you had brought up that game, we didn't pick it, and then I'm going, oh, shit, 
<laughs> watch this is the week the Lions actually win a game and then they tie it. So yeah, there's that. And Eric, somebody went five and oh last week between the three of us. Or well, I should say the four of us, because I have Schmel Rose's picks. Do you know who went five and oh last week, Eric? Is it you? <sighs> is it me? Dave, I'm <laughs> sorry. Dave, I'm sorry. Dave, it was Dave. Dave went five and zero. Congratulations, Dave. Yeah. About damn time. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you make up? Two, three games on me. What do you make up? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, Eric. You didn't have a bad week last week. You went three and two, so you still have a six-game lead over the second-place person, who is no longer me. It is Dave Hastings. Whoa, Dave, look at Dave yeah. leapfrogging. Because I went one. I'm coming for you, Eric. I told you, you I'm coming for there you. you. Yeah, I had a shit week last week. I went one and four last week. I picked Seattle. I picked the Chargers. So much for that whole idea. Well, the Vikings were the ones I picked the Cowboys to win over. Yeah, that, that thought process didn't work out. The Browns, Browns got fucking dominated. Denver got dominated. So, yeah. Yeah, I had a bad week last week. Yeah. All right. See, and, and it's, uh, yeah, Eric, you, you went you went through those games, and and I kind of just want to kind of do what you did and just kind of say like, you you look at that Detroit that Lions Steelers game that that was probably going to be the best chance the Lions had to get a win based off of that roster and the talent that they have. Um, you know, Jared Goff comes out, and I think halfway through the fourth quarter was only at like forty two yards passing. Um, I think you see him being nothing more than a backup to some NFL team next year. Um, wow. Okay. I think he's, 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 he's trending in that type of direction right now. Um, and you, you, but like nobody wanted to win that game. Like nobody, the, the Steelers fumbled twice in overtime when they were, you know, basically five yards from a field goal. Um, you know, the lions had TJ Watt left the game with an injury, no big Ben, huge, like, so many moments that the Lions should have been able to capitalize on and they failed. Um, but I think the one game that you didn't touch on that really kind of was shocking to me was I feel like the Saints uh, got robbed in Tennessee. Um, they had an interception in the end zone that would have kept it a, you know, a, a field goal game. And they ended up, you know, after the Titan, they call a roughing the passer, which was probably one of the worst roughing the passer calls I've seen. Um, the NFL really has a serious, serious issues with their, their referees. Um, and look, don't get me wrong. You're allowed to make mistakes, but some of the calls you see made in this league right now for how, how big this game is and how much some of these calls impact the outcome of games the, the, the NFL really needs to kind of figure this out, whether it's, you know, making the referees full-time employees or, you know, whatever, however they want to go about doing it. But they, they've got to fix their refereeing issue because there is some nonsense calls going on. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 that Steelers-Lions game was a joke. Uh, that was embarrassing. Um, you look at uh, the Cardinals game with Carolina. I think Carolina just came out with some energy that they haven't had in weeks, I think. A lot of people in that building were very happy to have Cam Newton back, um, including guys like Christian McCaffrey. His first two first two plays, he scores touchdowns on. He runs one in, he throws a touchdown. Now, I don't think he's going to help them turn their season 
getting around to the point where they make the playoffs, but I think he's going to help them be a little bit more competitive. Um, you know, you, you look at the Eagles and what they did to the Broncos and the ass whooping they put on them. You mentioned that Washington game. I feel like it's not being talked about enough. Washington went for a, on a, a 10 minute drive in the fourth quarter to win that game. That is impressive, no matter who you're playing, but to do it against a defense like Tampa Bay, um, that was nothing short of impressive. And I think Washington gets credit. And Eric, I know you pointed out your Giants were, you know, on a bye week and, you know, couldn't lose, but they technically still lost because Washington, Philly, and Dallas all won. Um, so they gained absolutely no ground or any like no help at all from their division <laughs> opponents. Um, but I, I, I just think this. you know we know they're garbage. I, I know, they're I know, hot, I just, flaming I, garbage. Can I say something real quick? I, I don't to catch the dumpster on fire. Well, we'll talk about dump. Oh boy. No, well, we'll talk about dumpster fires in a little <laughs> while here. But um, I, I I can't remember exactly what it was. And Eric, you might have been the one to post this. I might have seen this on Twitter. So if the season ended today, I think the Jets would have like the third and seventh pick in the draft. And I think you guys would have like the fourth and eighth pick in the draft or something like that. Who's got a better shot of fucking up those draft picks? The Giants with Gettleman, in my opinion, right now. I mean, the Jets. There's no way he lasts another season. There's no way he like he can't last after this season if they suck this, if they keep sucking this bad. You really think he's going to be back next season? I don't know. I see nothing to tell me the contrary right now. They're not getting rid of him just yet. So, I mean, uh, I, he should have been gone last season. I, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't understand it. So, to me, I'm looking at it as until he's gone, I'm going to count it as he's the GM. And if he's the one making the picks, I think we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's it just, yeah, I mean, it's just funny because you have two teams, one who – has a legacy of fucking up draft picks. And then another in the giants who have a recent legacy of fucking draft, fucking up draft picks. So yeah, it's not a good choice either way. Dave, I don't know if you want to chime in on that, but. Uh, I mean, personally, I would say right now it's, it's a, a coin flip shot, but I would agree with Eric that if Gettleman is back next year, I'd probably bank on the giants. Hmm. I just wanted to throw that in there because I saw that yesterday. Eric, did you post that or did I see that on Twitter? You might have saw that one on Twitter. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, I mean, I don't really have too much to throw in on this week. I think you guys kind of hit all the points pretty good here. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, we can go straight to picks. Well, I'll tell you what. Like, can we go? Can we just talk about? I mean, I know we touched on a little bit, like about the shitty officiating from from football. Why is it but always I mean, the Saints? Why is it always the Saints? It affects. I don't think it just affects the Saints. I mean, did you guys watch? I think I was texting you guys on Thursday night. The atrocities that were happening. They the the refs practically marched the Ravens down the field. Oh, I remember. I yeah, I remember. Late in the fourth quarter, I mean, the one roughing the passer penalty. I don't know if I sent you guys the video from Twitter or not. I thought I did, but like, he literally like chest bumps him. He doesn't even fall to the ground. He doesn't even flinch. He, doesn't, he barely moves. 
what is with that penalty? I don't understand it. Like, th- there's certain things happening in the game where you're just like, is this that? Now, granted, Miami ended up pulling away and whatever and, you know, ended up winning 22 to 10. But for a quick second there, it was closer than it should have been. And it was almost like, you know, the game was going to go down. But, I mean, the calls were, are just so egregious. Did you guys happen to catch any of those shitty calls from Thursday night's game, or were you guys happening to be watching while I was texting and maybe just not seeing it? I, I didn't get to see it. I know you're not the only one who said something about it. Dave, did you get to see it? Yeah, I, I mean, I was uh, I was out with a, a friend of mine playing some pool, um, but the game was on where we were at. So I, I was watching the game, but it had no sound on. But, I, Eric, I saw your text and paid it, actually started paying attention to that that drive and you weren't kidding. They, the rest basically were like, wait, people like when Baltimore wins more than when Miami wins. So let's try and get them down the field. Like, or, you know, you go back to what was it last week? Um, Bears where they called the taunting penalty and the ref literally hip checked the player and then threw his flag. Um, (laughs) Like, like you have got to be freaking kidding me. Like it's, it really is an embarrassment and it's something that the NFL genuinely like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't get how they're so blind to how bad it is and how little they're willing to do, do anything to change it. And I, and I think it kind of goes back to something that Eric has been preaching since the day you know, I started working with him doing this stuff and it, it they, all they care about is the actual, the money. And as long as money keeps coming in, they have absolutely no reason to worry about changing anything. And, and it, and it sucks because the money is going to keep coming in. You're not going to get enough people to boycott football that you're going to impact their bottom line. And they actually are willing to do something. Um, so it just sucks because it, it takes away from the product and it, and it makes the game, less enjoyable. I mean, you watch these games and there's 10, 12, 15 flags called games are boring as hell. And I, I, it's just, it's embarrassing. And the NFL has to, has to do something about it. They have to, but they're not going to because they don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's funny if there was ever a time that people were going to boycott, it definitely seemed like it was about three or four years ago when everything political started happening. But then the pandemic happens and everybody's so starved for sports to come back that it really worked out in their favor. So there's no real onus on them to do anything but keep breaking in the dough. And it, it sucks for us because we all like watching these games and we all know what takes away from it. So it's, it's a horrible thing. And Oh, Dave, I think you were the one who said something about it. Like, it was either you or I heard somebody else say it. If you try to get a casual person who doesn't really watch football to yeah, and their their first real game watching football was that Monday night game with the Bears after the hip check, or you know maybe the Baltimore uh, Miami game that you guys are talking about here. Do you think they're coming back after seeing something like that? Nope. And I, I said it to you last Tuesday. After that, that was you. All right. Game yeah. on Monday night. 
Uh, no, I don't think they are, and 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 that's that's an area where the NFL is losing out. They're they're not. You're not putting a product on the field that's going to make a casual person want to watch the game because they're not going to understand it, and it's going to be stupid to them, and they're going to be like, "Why watch this nonsense?" Yeah, I apologize for not giving you the full credit on that one. I thought it was you who said that, though. Yeah, it was. It was 100 percent true when he said it, Dave. It was a great point because. You're 100 percent right. Who would go back and watch that? You're like, ah, I don't know. Like you said, it kind of makes it boring. Kind of makes it like, oh, all right, well, I see what they're trying to do there. Like, you know, when you see the ref hip checking somebody and throwing the flag, I don't know. That was like, I gotta be honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a really stupid question, but do these guys not realize that there are cameras that on every single angle of that stadium? Like there's eyes in the skies. There's everything. You are filmed from every angle imaginable. There's the, like, I, and that ref didn't seem old enough where he was like refing 40 years ago. And maybe a move like that would have worked when there was four television cameras, you know, getting, you know, then you didn't quite catch every little aspect or every little moment. Everything it is captured on video. Like, I, I don't know. Do these guys not realize that? Do you guys think that maybe they think they can actually get away with some of this stuff? Like, could they be that naive? Could they be that stupid? Well, yes, because I'm going to compare it to another sports officiating that, Dave, you may not be as familiar with, but I know Eric is. You know, me and Eric, obviously, we're the baseball fans here. Angel Hernandez, Joe West, Two of the worst umpires I've ever seen in my entire life, in my opinion. Angel West, I actually mean Angel West. Angel Hernandez makes up his him into the world's shittiest umpire. I really am. I really <laughs> am. I, combined, they yeah, up every fucking play. It's a fucking <laughs> megazord. It's a megazord. Yes, absolutely. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> no, but you know exactly what I'm talking about, though. You watch Angel Hernandez call a fucking game. And you wonder if he's on LSD or does he realize that the lights are on or you have no idea. It's the same thing. I, I it's it's people who don't understand the fact that the best officials and the best umpires are the ones who realize they're not there to make the game about them. They're there to be seen and not heard when the umpire or the official is making the game about them. They are taking away from the reason why the fans are in the stands. Nobody's there to see the fucking officials. Everybody's there to see the officials. I always find it funny that it really seems like the only officials who ever get in trouble for this kind of stuff seem to be NBA. NBA? Yeah, I I think Eric got cut out this time, but he is right. The NBA officials definitely seem to be the ones that, you know, actually come under scrutiny and, and, you know, have the potential of losing their jobs where I, and going back to the NFL, I think the biggest problem with the NFL is these refs feel untouchable because they know you can reference back to the lockout year. And when you had the substitute refs and how bad that went and how quickly the NFL basically folded and gave them what they wanted because it was killing the product even more. And I think these refs just genuinely have no fear of any consequences. I mean, hell, they don't even have to talk to the media. So what the hell do they care? They go, they do their job, they collect their paycheck, and then they work their normal jobs during the week. So I, I think that's part of why they're so 
nonchalant with the mistakes that they make and some of the crappy calls that they make because they they have nobody to hold them accountable. Like, yeah, they get reviews and grades, but all that means is, oh, hey, you might not be able to, uh, you know, ref in the Super Bowl or ref in the playoffs. Like, that that's like their big penalty. So... You know, but I, here's I my question. Here's my question: If they if they're not full time and floor uh, employees or whatever, what exactly changed as a result of the umpire strike? What exactly changed after that, and why did they come back, and why are they still doing this? If the conditions are no better, and it's still at the point where the umpires are nonchalant and don't give a shit whether the calls are right or not, what exactly was the point of that whole thing? Oh, the the umpire, the refs striked because they wanted more money, so they got more money. Like the NFL but they still, but they still have the nonchalant attitude. We still we still see this stuff, and you guys have said multiple times, which I wasn't aware of. They're still not full time employees, so more money, but they still got to work second jobs. Well, I mean, you got to keep in mind most of the guys that are referees are like big time lawyers uh doctors like so they they might have to work another job but they're not working 40 40 50 out 50 60 hour weeks like normal people do i mean if i'm a doctor or a lawyer i'm taking my money and i ain't doing shit on the side that's just me i'm just enjoying myself but i don't know eric are you back okay fair enough i guess we're off well, I just texted him to let him know th- that he got cut off, but I, I don't know if he got it. So there- there's that. But um, I-, I tell you what, I, I don't want to go into picks until Eric gets here, get- gets back or gets whatever's going on with him fixed. I- let's do a fantasy little segment here. How's your fantasy team doing, Dave? Um. So... So far in my one league, I just got back to 500. Um, but at the same time, it's also a league where, like, I'm five and five, and first place is seven and three, and last place is uh, three and seven. So, or I'm sorry, two and eight. Oh, okay. So you have, like, literally, you know, first place and last place are only separated by five games, but second to last place and first place are only separated by three games. Mm. So very, very tight league league in my my big money league. My problem is I have no running backs. I got Jonathan Taylor, and my second running back is Tony Pollard. Like, I have no Did I call into the wrong show? Well, we had to do something. We had to do something. We had to do something. Fantasy teams. Anyway, no, I thought you guys were talking about what I was talking about. But anyway. No, no, no. You finish. No, no, no. You finish. 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 wrong with that guy. What guy? See, I'm uh, my whole thing went wrong. Because I was, I was uh, forget about it. I'm over it. Whatever. Do you no, want to finish Eric, what you were saying? The la- Eric, the last I... thing we heard you say was the only ones that you feel even get any, like, scrutiny or anything are nba referees and then you were gone yeah that was the last thing we heard you say and no, I, I was saying those guys that. those guys you catch those guys you catch in bullshit those guys have been caught in gambling rings and have been caught in everything else 
Like you, you, those guys, you know, listen, they, they seem to get caught more than everybody else. But the guy last week, it's the first time that somebody was stupid enough in the NFL to actually have video of themselves getting caught. There's videos and angles of every single person and every single view in that stadium. You're not going to get away with anything. And this guy was either too brazen or too stupid to realize that. And I think an investigation needs to go into that referee. And I don't think he should be officiating games anymore. You can't tell me what he did last week was legitimate. You can't tell me him sticking his ass out is is worth it. Like, you can't tell me that, like, he didn't do that for a nefarious purpose. You can't tell me that something wasn't really, really wrong with that play. Like, and what, I'm sorry. They, they, that guy has to be investigated, and you could not let him officiate any longer. I, 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 he would be done in the NFL. It was so blatant, and how – and. It's because the NFL is so in bed with these sports betting companies and everything else nowadays that they're going to, I could see more of this shit happening and the NFL wanting to protect certain lines and protect certain things. Maybe it matters to their bottom line. Now, maybe it matters in certain ways in advertising and which companies making money and who, where the bets went that week, who, where they got to shave the points in which way or another. It just seems really odd. and seems really strange. And I got to be honest, Something is not right. And it, it, we talk about, the, you know, baseball. We talk about the NFL. The one thing they usually have is plausible deniability. In my opinion, that guy lost the plausible deniability because you catch him blatantly sticking his ass out and then throwing the flag. Like, he, he got caught. Something rarely seen because if you blow a judgment call, you blow a judgment call. They can't blame that on you. Like they could say judgment call, like whatever, and they can, you know, they, they have that deniability. Right now, that guy has no deniability. You did that with a purpose. Yeah, I mean, we said last week, I think all of us agree, that guy should never be able to officiate a game again. I think we're all in agreement on that one. But is he so, still officiating? Do we know if he's that is, indefinitely that is suspended? I haven't heard about him being suspended for that. And nope. a good, yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't have an answer for you on that. No, he wasn't How can suspended, you trust any game that guy's officiated? Penalized up. That tells me that the off. NFL is complying and whatever went on there. It's hard to deny that. It's hard to deny that. It's hard, it's hard to look the other way on that one. So I can give you that. It's All right. Yep. So we can go into picks, or I I did kind of want to do a little fantasy uh, spot here, real quick. So, Dave, it's still very close in your league. Eric, how is your fantasy team doing? I got no. I could care less this year. I'm so over it. My draft went sideways from minute one, and I haven't gave a shit since. So I gotta be honest, I'm a bad person to talk about fantasy with this year. Cause I just like my, my team's not doing well, nor am I really caring much about it. And I can right. go into a huge story about what happened on draft day, but I was uh it was an absolute shit show. I got screwed on my first round pick. And I ended up having to take like Gus Edwards Gus Edwards with my first round pick. Like that's how like fuck this draft got me. Like it was the stupidest fucking thing in the world like I got, i'm so aggravated still to this day about it that I, I really just don't have much for you fantasy was this the league that you were texting your picks into the group chat no it was a different league in that league i'm fine but that was a smaller league i'm talking about my big league 
Ah, My other leagues, I'm doing okay. I'm, you know, I'm winning division leader in one and uh, sitting in the last playoff spot in the other. So, and then my one main league, though, which is a big league, it's $250 league. It's not a fucking joke. I got fucked on. So I'm just not like, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I get that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, Dave. I, I mean, we'll wrap this up. I'm not. I'm not really going to go into mine then. I feel. I feel bad. Eric kind of made it a little bit of a downer there, and I. I don't really want to go into my team after that. Jonathan Taylor and Tony Pollard. We talked about your team already. Stafford sucks. We didn't talk about the whole team. We just <laughs> talked about one player. I mean, He's the leader. He's the catalyst. If I'm going up against you and you got Stafford, I'm already feeling good. That's cold. Who else I got? Well, let me let me say one thing about Dave's team. Yo, first of all, Pollard's not a bad number two to have if your number one is Taylor. I'll say that. Taylor's now probably the best running back in football, seeing as how Henry's out. So you got that going for you there, Dave. As far as um as far as my team, so I'm six and four right now. I had to fight to get to six and four. I've kind of had a bunch of injuries throughout the season, but I've actually been pretty good on the waiver wire last couple of weeks. I have Kamara. I told you guys I took Kamara at the uh, the number two spot after Christian McCaffrey. I picked him over Dalvin Cook, and I picked him. I'm getting a telemarketer call. I picked him over Dalvin Cook. I picked him over Derrick Henry, and I'm still fine with the fact that I did that. Kamara and Mixon, my top two running backs. I have Melvin Gordon, who I keep hearing all this hype about Devontae Williams. And yes, I've seen that in a couple weeks. Gordon's been fine. My big misstep in the draft, I will say, was Sony Michelle. That guy sucked. So he and I, I wound up thinking I was picking someone because I tried to do the draft while I was working and it wasn't a smart idea. The only time that really hurt me was I thought I was picking Cortland Sutton and he went to pick right before me and I didn't see it. So I picked Michael Thomas. Needless to say, that didn't work out. But my top two wide receivers are Thielen and Godwin who have worked out pretty well. And I got very lucky that I picked up Hunter Renfro. So he's been pretty good. And I had, and I told you guys, when I told you guys my team at the start of the season, I told you guys I had Kittle and Gronkowski. And you guys said that was the only thing that really saved my team. Yeah. Um, not so much, especially the last month, but I was fortunate enough to pick up Zach Ertz to kind of mediate through all that shit. So, I, I kind of shredded some water for a few weeks there. Um, I was lucky enough to pick up Michael Carter off of waivers a couple of weeks ago, and he's been doing pretty good. And uh, I was fortunate enough when Kamara was declared out for Sunday, grabbed Mark Ingram's ass off the waiver wire. So I've been doing all right, but I, I kind of, you know, I, I ran down my starters to you guys. Do you think this is a team that actually has a legitimate shot of doing something in a fantasy league? I mean, you never know, but it, it it wouldn't. I'm assuming there's some other teams that I'd probably choose over yours if I saw the other teams in the league. Well, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong on that. I'm one of three, three or four teams that is six and four right now. There is only one team that is seven and three. So right now, I would be in a playoff spot. I am kind of wishy-washy as to whether or not this is actually a legit contender, though. Eric, what do you think? I 
I think you package Gordon up with somebody else and you try to make a move maybe and try to improve maybe your flex or one of your other positions. I mean, maybe try to upgrade a quarterback package Gordon and Stafford and try to try to get somebody, you know. Um, you know what move uh, I almost – you know what move – I apologize. You know what move I almost made a couple of weeks ago that I canceled at the last second? Because I also have Tony Pollard, Dave. And I almost traded Tony Pollard to the t- huh? No, oh. I almost traded Tony Pollard to the team that has Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, excuse me, for Robert Wood, and I took it down after a minute. I was just like, I don't know if I want to do that, and I think that was pretty smart on my part. So. I I get why you didn't do it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this was a couple I, weeks that ago. Is, that is for sure. Yeah, this was a couple weeks ago. That 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 was there. So I mean, listen. I think if Kittle Kittle did good last night, if Gronk comes back, he's healthy. I've had Michael Gallup all season. Maybe he does something. I picked up Donovan Peoples Jones. Obviously, didn't have a good game on Sunday, but you never know. You never know. I don't think it's a bad team, but. We remains to be seen whether it's a contender. I don't know. I keep stopping myself. It's going to be boom or bust. You'll have good weeks and you'll have bad weeks. I keep stopping myself from making trades, though, just because I'm worried that I'm going to trade for a guy who gets hurt the next week like I did last year. Just got to get in, my man. See what happens. All right. You guys ready for some picks? Yeah. Let's do some after picks here. Born ready after a 5-0 and week. Let's go. All right. So, all right, I, I already gave the standings and everything. Eric's at 36-22. and 22. Dave is in second place at 30-28. and 28. I, am ta- I am at 500, 29-29. And, 29. and um, Larry Schmelrose over there, 27-31. and 31. And that is through 10 weeks. So we enter he's week 11. He's creeping closer to 500. He's creeping closer to 500. Yeah, he's getting there. He's getting there. Um, you guys, I, I, I actually thought about where I wanted to go for my pick. And it's going to be interesting given some of the comments from earlier. So with that, we will start with Aglialoro's Aggravation of the Week. I'm picking Detroit versus Cleveland here. I heard that. Um, you know, Eric, he's, I don't know if that was a sneeze or a stifled laugh or whatever that was, but, you know, I heard what Eric said earlier that this past week was Detroit's best chance to win. But the problem is, you know, I came on the show last week and I said I thought Cleveland really had some momentum on their side. You know, they won the game um, in week nine, you know, by a good amount after they got rid of Beckham and everything. They looked like they were on the up and up. And then New England freaking picked them apart systematically. Detroit, listen, not a great team, obviously. They are what their record says they are. And the game is in Cleveland. I got to be honest, though. Cleveland is reeling right now. That defense got completely shredded. Guess what, guys? I'm saying Detroit gets their first victory this week. Mm, all right, Mike's starting 0-1. Yeah. I'm going to take Cleveland Browns. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I respect it, though. I respect it. But, I yeah, I got to go with Cleveland. 
All right. I respect it though. That's uh, that's that's going out. Mike's trying to make it's a bold. I didn't think. Huh? The bold move. The bold move. What is that from? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Oh, you know, you guys know I've never seen dodgeball the whole way through. You're missing out. I'm not a big Ben Stiller fan. the, The five D's of dodgeball: dive, dip, duck. Something and dive or duck, dodge, whatever. <laughs> there you go. You said it just as well as they do. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> up. I like Rip Torn. I like Rip Torn. He was the guy in the wheelchair. Rip Torn is a good actor. I like. I, I always liked him. Well, anyway, <laughs> Down Periscope's a good movie. All right. Anyway, but it's it's a bold it's a bold uh, bold bold choice. But you're gonna be on the wrong end of that. I have, we'll I have see. a good feeling about we'll it. See. This is why they play the games. But we'll see. With that, though, I already know where he's going. So, I, yeah. Hastings, highlight of the week. So, uh, Eric, you uh, uh, weren't on right away, but I I did pre-warn Mike um, uh, that uh, the Hastings highlight pick of the week has to be the Cowboys at the Chiefs. I mean, I don't know how you look at the schedule and and, uh, expect any other game to have more big plays and moments in it than that one. Um, Kansas City probably played their best game of the entire season um, on, what was that, Sunday night where they played? Mm-hmm. Shellac mm-hmm. the Raiders. Um, you know, they they're, they seem to be slowly but surely adjusting uh, to how teams are playing them. And, and you know, Mahomes, basically, you know, he has to stay patient, and if he does, they still can make plays and win games, and, and they got to stop. You know, he's, he had to stop worrying about trying to force it down the field and making those big plays. So, um, I, I think – and you got Dallas coming off of a huge bounce-back win against Atlanta where they just wiped the floor with the Falcons. Um, so, I, I think this is going to be a great game. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and and I, I – believe it or not, but I don't want to actually make this pick, but I, I do think it, I do think Kansas city got right last Sunday night. And, and I, I, I can see with no granny Gregory and no DeMarcus Lawrence. I, I just, I, I don't know how Dallas is able to generate enough pressure to get the chiefs to make them enough mistakes to win the game. Um, but I think it comes down to a field goal on the final drive. Um, and I will happily be wrong with my pick, uh, but I, I do think that you and Mike Bowles, you and Mike Bowles, will be happily wrong with your pick. Yeah, you already know where I'm going, so go ahead, Derek. I'm going to go the same way, but I, I think of it in a slightly different way. Of you guys know me by then, by now, where I've been preaching for the last few weeks. I think it's that law of averages. Cowboys seven and two, they're they're mighty nice right now, but I don't think anybody predicted them to be a two-loss team this season. So they're gonna get a couple losses along the way. This could be one of them. And like we said, Kansas City seemed to get right last week. Six and four right now. Seven and four sounds about right for them. Um, seven and three for Dallas coming out of it. Seems like everything averaging out a bit. Uh, that's the reason I got to go with KC, but I knew you were going to be gutless when you can go with KC. I knew you didn't have that faith in your Cowboys. Hey, say what you want. I already did it once this month. 
You really think I'm doing it twice in a month? I'm feeling the grapefruits. I still got the grapefruits. But God damn it, I have a brain. And the brain is is saying to the ball, stay down. Stay down. Stay down there. We know you're there. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. But either way. I, I don't see you picking the Cowboys. You said you're picking the Chiefs anyway, so I don't know what you're getting on me for. Because I got to pick. Because, again, it goes to my philosophy on the season. No, I get that's it. where I'm sticking with my picks because I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm 14 games over 500 with my picks right now. I feel pretty good about the way I've been picking. No, uh, I'm just, I, I get that. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're going to call me gutless, it should be on a time that you pick the Cowboys and I don't, then I would agree with you. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I just want you to have a little more faith in your team. Your team yeah. actually could win. I, I would be, I would be ecstatic if the Giants had your roster. And we're no superlative. I want to make a shirt. That says no superlatives on it. I want that to be my shirt. And it'll be in blue and orange colors. And it could be a white background and there can be a star on the back. That's what I want. But anyway. Anyway. Moving on then. Because we're in a clean sweep there for the Chiefs. Million dollar merchandise idea. Then it won't happen. But anyway. All right. So now it's time. Let me see if I can get this right here. For Eric Tressler's shit show of the week. No, 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 no. Aren't I the toilet bowl? Wow, wow. Oh, you are the toilet bowl. And I actually got the fart sound right. Wow, okay, I fucked that up. Hang on a sec. Uh, It is time. It is time. For Eric Tressler's toilet bowl of the week. I'm going to cut it out. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, this <laughs> game reeks. This game is one that's, uh, that, that is – I don't know how much of a thinker it is. Like, you're not going to be sitting there pondering life, but at the same time, you're going to sit there and wonder why. Uh, and that and that's – because mainly you look at this game and it, it's crap on paper. It's crap on TV. It's it's pretty much going to be in the bowl the way any which way you look at it. And really, that comes down to the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. You look at it. I called Tua done. I said that he could. I said he could be a bust. I was ready to call it. Well, he shows up last week, plays really well, leads him to a victory. But they are still only three and seven. Jets two and seven. It looked a little better under Mike White offensively. I don't know when I, when or if we're going to see Zach Wilson back. So. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Jets seem to be playing a little bit better. Dolphins seem to be playing a little bit better. But let's be honest with ourselves. None of us really want to watch this game. Tell me who you're picking. (laughs) Yeah, so much for that great Mike White hype. Um, I mean, this is a stinker. This is a double flusher right here. I'll give you that one. Great White hype. Yeah. You know something? I'm going to go with Miami here. Simply because. Oh, did I give you my pick, by the way? I am going with not. Miami as well. Right. I'm going with Miami as well. Give me the Dolphins. I I don't know if two is going to be a bust at this point, but I think at the very least, he's got something going there since he's come back. Like, what? He didn't start the Thursday night game. He came in later in the game, and he was still pretty decent. And But he's since the big injury that put him out, all right. Like I said, I didn't watch the game. 
So I apologize. But um, since he's come back off that big injury earlier in the season, he hasn't been terrible. This Jets team, I mean, again, I like my boy Michael Carter and everything, but I did just drop Jameson Crowder a little while ago. I'm disappointed in him. They have some weapons. I think Wilson comes back this week, but I don't think it's going to make a difference. So I'll go with Miami there. Dave, Dave, who you got? This game really does stink. (laughs) Right? It's one where you just ponder why. You don't really want to think about it, but you're just left with, like, why why does this shit exist? Yeah, like, like, it's one of those ones where you're, like, sitting on the bowl and you're like, why did I have that extra taco? Like, you're really just, you're you're literally, you're genuinely questioning life uh, at that moment. Um, (laughs) And I have to say, the the fact that not only is this game going to be played, but, like, in our local area, it's going to be probably the only game on television if you don't have Red Zone or, or like, DirecTV Game Pass or something like that if you just have basic cable this is gonna be the only game on because the giants are monday night again i don't know how the giants have a second monday night game and they get a monday night game after a bye neither one of those yeah, things I, uh-huh. you want to know why money Please. it's all about the market but everybody knew they were everybody knew they were gonna suck before the season though they want the new york eyeballs but they know even if the giants suck that their fans are gonna watch and they want the New York ratings. The NFL isn't stupid. They're not going to put them on Brady's every week to make it obvious. Are they really going to are they really going to watch them get their asses kicked by the Buccaneers though? Of course they are. By halftime they'll be hammered. That's dedication. Buddy. All right. So back back I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go after your your Giants argument. I just I it really more bothered me cuz I was like how does a team get a Monday night game after a bye week? That just that doesn't make any sense at all. But okay. Anyway. Um so money, Dolphins, money, money. Dolphins and Jets. Tua versus Wilson, most likely. You know what? Give oh, me the Jets. Give me the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Give it to me. Dave's coming hard trying to make up this ground. He really is. Well, I mean, we both have our one. I picked Detroit. He picks the Jets. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, Eric, you're just cruising in front, getting to make safe picks, chilling. We got to make moves, you know, in the back of the pack. We got to make moves. Yep. We're trying to be. I want to maintain my title from last year. That is true. That is true. I completely forgot you won last year. I'm going to be honest. This shit leaves my brain the second the season ends. So I forgot I about that. Yes. I get that. Right. I just remember because I won. I, if I didn't win, I would Well, sure. Sure. Didn't I win the year before that now that I think about it? Didn't I say something about it last year? Uh, absolutely no recollection. Saying it to be funny, but. No, that was good, though. That was That was really good. <laughs> That was really good. All right. He's not here. I'm assuming he's still on vacation or something, but let's do this for him here. Give me a second. It is time 
for Larry Sparrow's shit show of the week. I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm enjoying the sound effect. Do you guys have any games picked out? Because, I mean, there's a couple on here. I got three of mine up, but one is really pretty fucking shitty. I mean, Eric, you're, I, I have no problem calling you the master of the turd bowl there. So if you want to go ahead, go ahead, Ben. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for your opinion on, on which shit you would rather less take. Would you I mean, rather not? Would you, would you be more opposed and more offended by a Saints versus Eagles shit? Or a Washington football team versus Carolina Panthers shit. Can I throw a third candidate in there? Sure. I feel like that Patriots-Falcons game on Thursday is just going to be double flushing, back up the toilet, don't get anything on the carpet, just, oh, my God, it's overflowing. Oh, my God, it won't stop. Holy shit. Really? Because they're both, like, the Patriots look pretty good and – Atlanta's, I think, even been better than expected, so I'm a little surprised by that. I got to be honest. I mean, I'm going by what happened with Atlanta this week against the Cowboys and the fact that, yes, New England looked good this week. Is it really going to happen on a short week, two weeks in a row? If Mac Jones is the real deal. I don't know. Your choices were pretty good, though. What was was it? New Orleans and Philadelphia and Washington and Carolina? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a whole bunch of games, right? Those are the two I was looking at. We can still pick your Patriots-Falcons game, too. I mean, we could pick a whole... Yeah, let's do all three. Let's let's run through all three of them real quick. I'll well, I mean, uh, and then, I I mean, Dave, I, I know that you already went through your Hastings highlights, but there is two games on here. I don't think they're Hastings highlights, but they're intriguing, you know, they're intriguing games. And I want to get your opinion on those, too. So I want to pick a bunch of games. Real quick, we can uh, fire through them, but I want to pick them. Look, Eric, I'll, I, I'm with you. I'm taking more games because, honestly, this is – like, the last two weeks, we've literally looked at the schedule and been like, well, this week just sucks when it comes to matchups. Right? Like, I'm um, looking at the Bengals-Raiders. So, I'm looking at Steelers-Chargers. Like, could Cardinals-Seahawks, because I do I do uh, think the Seahawks uh, are better than what they like. We're going a little fast here. What is it? Cincinnati and Las Vegas. What was the other one you said, Eric? Uh, Steelers at Chargers. Pittsburgh at Chargers. Dave, which one did you say? Cardinals, Seahawks. Arizona Seahawks. Do we know if Murray's playing this week? It's up in the air because they're bye weeks next week. So they're apparently they're trying to, uh, they're going to see how he goes in practice this week. And if he's even battling or even feeling any type of pain, they'll probably bench him again so he can get four straight weeks off and be 100% for the playoff push. All right. So I'm going to assume he's not playing that game. All right. Let's um, – we'll run through all of these. So we got six games that we're picking here. New England in Atlanta. Oh, wait. Which is our one shit show of the week, though? I'm gonna say one all, shit show. I'm, I'm gonna say all three of them are the shit show. Well, actually, no, nah, Eric, I'll give you credit. The two that you picked are the shit show. I feel like you're building transformers tonight, Mike. Like when our shits combined, 
We pick three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this freaking Voltron? Well, I, listen, I mean, it's, it's not Transformers, but for some reason, I was bored last night. I was watching some old Power Rangers clips for some reason. Don't ask me why. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Go, go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But oh, yeah, all right. All right let's Power do it. When I was a kid. Well, yeah. yeah but, Mike, read them off. All right. Uh, New England, Atlanta. Yeah, I'm Give going to Patriots. Way. I want it hard. I want. I'm. I'm in on Mac Jones. I You're think, skipping I, the I order. Here. Better, You're skipping the order here. Joe Burry. I know I'm skipping the order, but I'm throwing it out there first. I want them Patriots. And Joe Burry, huh? Okay, I heard that one. Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joe Burrow. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. I had to call you on it though. New England. Yes, me and Eric got New England. Dave, who you got? Yeah, it's a clean sweep. All right. I think Atlanta plays a lot better than they did against Dallas, but I still think that's a clean sweep. I'm still dropping Matt Ryan for uh, Ryan Tannehill to start this week with Stafford on the bye. Um, New, New Orleans and Philadelphia. I'm going New Orleans. Eric? Uh, Dave hasn't gone middle of the road yet. I'm going to give Dave right, a road on this one. Dave, go ahead. Uh, Eagles home. New Orleans coming off of a rough loss against Tennessee. Eagles coming off a big win against Denver. Um, yeah, give me New Orleans. I think New Orleans D is going to call, uh, make Hurts have a rough game. All right, go ahead, Eric. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Oh, so Did that make you want to throw up just now? Yeah, it did. It almost made me break out into. Wait a minute, you're, you're, no, but I, I couldn't do it. I no, you're you're missing an opportunity here. Like Eric, don't you feel like you should have the runs? Right. I mean, it's, it's a shit is, show. Come on. It is a shit show. You're missing an opportunity. But either way, I, yeah, I did miss my opportunity, but it, and my opportunity to take the Eagles is still there, though, and I'm taking. Yeah, you go ahead and take that opportunity. Um, Washington and Carolina. Simply because he's home, I think he's probably got some pent-up frustration that Ron Rivera left him out there for so long. Give me Carolina. Uh, hey, Dave, Dave, go ahead, Dave. Uh, Washington just put Chase Young on IR for the rest of the year. Their other DN sweat is uh, pretty banged up as well. Um. But I just, oh, man, yeah, this is a hard one for me. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to ride with you, Mike. And the reason I'm going to do it is for exactly what you said. I think Cam Newton back in Carolina, those fans are going to be nuts. Um, and, and I think uh, you're going to see him as the actual starting quarterback on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think you're going you're to see that team play with some energy that they haven't shown since, like, week two. There you go. Eric, I, the last week, of course. Eric, I swear to God, if you start doing Native American war chants, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, I'm really not. I got to be honest. I, I, I really like want to pick Washington. I do. But at the same point, they're coming off a big win. They got some people banged up. They're on the road again, I believe, this week, right? So this would be yes, two yeah. week, or you know, so they're going to be on the road. They're banged up, coming off a big win. I think they're due for a letdown, mainly because of those points you guys, you know, kind of mentioned that if you're going to catch lightning in a bottle with Cam, like it's probably going to be week one that he's a starter there. 
And then I think you see things progressively go downhill after that. You know what I mean? Like, but if there's one week he's going to come in and, and try to live up to that hype, I think it's the first week he's back there and try to like prove something. So because of that and all those reasons, give me the Panthers. All right. Law well, of averages, Eric. Law well, of averages. Yep. It yep. all balances out. Cincinnati. <clears throat> Cincinnati, who was on the bye week, their last game was the shellacking they took against – no, wasn't the Jets game. I don't remember what their last game was, so forget that. Cincinnati they going – By the Brown. Okay, that's not better. All right, um, but they're going into Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Hmm. Shit, fuck it. Somebody else go first. Eric, go first. All right, I'll give you guys uh, the, the chance here. Um, I got to be honest, I, this again is that law of averages. We, I looked at a team like, the, you know, the Raiders, and I think they overachieved a little early. I think they're coming back down to earth. Um, again, I think they could handle the Gruden situation. I think the rug situation kind of broke them a bit. Uh, and I look at it as the Bengals are going to be a good team. They're not going to be a great team, though. We thought they would be, you know, pretty good, but they're a team to overachieve, too. But they've come back down to earth, and they've got their peckers smacked the last couple times out. So I think that they're going to, like, look to really turn the corner here. Um, and because of that, uh, I'm going to take the Bengals, even though they're on the road. I'm going to take the Bengals because I think this is a game that they kind of get right after a couple shellackings. Dave? Dave? They said it on Sunday. They said it on Sunday when the uh, Chiefs were whooping up on the on the Raiders. Um, every team can only handle so much adversity in a year. Uh, and I, I, I think the Raiders are feeling the mental exhaustion of a 17-game season in week 11. Um, they're, they're, they're beat up they're, they're not really beat up, but I think beat up mentally. Um, and, and I think they're just in a spot where they, they just don't have enough in them anymore to, to keep fighting every for 60 minutes. So, uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati coming off the bye week on the, on the road against the Raiders. All right. For the record, this is the way I was leaning before I, deferred to you guys i yeah i think cincinnati is going to be fine coming off the bye week and joe mixon joe mixon as long as hunter renfro gets five catches for about 60 yards i'm still fine to cincinnati pittsburgh going into la to take on the chargers i really don't want to do this again but i got to be honest ben is probably going to play next week if i had to guess I picked the Chargers last week. They really let me down. But I don't have any faith in Pittsburgh, though, is the thing. So I'm going to say the fact that they're back at home, even though they were at home last week, and that didn't be Fuck it. Just give me the Chargers. No explanation. I, I don't need to explain myself. Dave, go ahead. The Steelers just tied with the Detroit Lions at home and had multiple opportunities to win the game. They have no T.J. Watt this week. They have Big Ben, yeah, he, he might come back, but dude can't throw the ball more than five yards down the field. Um, Najee Harris is putting up great fantasy numbers, but all in all, it, it, his workload 
does not equate to the stats that he should have, even though he does have really good stats for uh, uh, running uh, for this point of the year. Um, they, there's nothing about Pittsburgh that gives me confidence, but the Chargers are just a team that cannot blow teams out. They can't take advantage of the mismatches they have on a consistent basis. They they like to play close games. I don't freaking know why when they should be able to blow most teams out of the water, uh, or at least some of the teams they, they've been losing to or you know barely beating but all that said i think we're in for another sloppy ugly game that's not going to be that great to watch but i I, i'm taking the charges at home eric i'm gonna go the other way i'm gonna say that this is a game big ben's gonna come back i think he's gonna be feeling okay after a little bit of rest um and i look at this chargers team is I mean, they're like an average team. They're supposed to be, I think, better. Everyone's expecting Herbert to take that next step. I don't know if I've really seen that yet. Um, and because of all that, uh, I, I think Pittsburgh's got a better chance. I still think, I mean, when we talked about at the beginning of the year, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again, but I might even have Pittsburgh winning this division or making the playoffs. So, I mean, I think this is a game that helps them reach or attain that goal. Um, I think that I, I, I give me the Steelers. I don't really have a ton of like it's a toss up game though. I'm not super confident in the pick, but at the same time, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with it. All right, Mister First Place, we got you on that one. So, um, Arizona and Seattle's last game here. There's a reason why I asked you guys if Kyler Murray, what Kyler Murray's status was. Um. So Seattle got shellacked, and they are a three and six team. Um, it's hard to say Seattle is a better team than what the record indicates because the truth is, I don't look at them as a team that should be over five hundred at this point in the day. Um, I don't know what's going on with Pete Carroll over there, but the core, you know, obviously the core that he assembled has been, you know, the glory days. It's it's gone. The bubble burst on the Seahawks a long time ago. I don't look at them as a great team anymore. I don't look at them as a playoff contender anymore. That being said, if I'm Arizona, I'm not starting Kyler Murray next week if I'm really concerned about making a long playoff push because that's not only my future right there, that's my best hope at getting to the playoffs and having the chance to do something in those playoffs. You're 8-2 and two right now. The Rams are 7-3. and three. They're on the bye this week, so even if you lose the game, you're not losing much ground in the standings there because the Rams can't play to tie you. So if I'm Arizona, I'm not playing Kyler Murray. That being said, I do think the Seahawks could take advantage of that fact because Cardinals, obviously, they, they're, not the, they're not the Cardinals without Kyler Murray right now. God only knows what Hopkins' status is going to be. But if Murray's not the quarterback, McCoy, we know what Colt McCoy is when he's playing. And I know, Dave, I think he said earlier he got hurt during that game. So maybe he plays, maybe he don't. If they go to the third-string quarterback, even more so. Do you really trust the third-string quarterback going into Seattle with the 12th man there and everything? No, I don't. So give me Seattle there. Uh, Eric, who you got? I hate to do it again and be wrong, but like you said, Mike, are they as bad as a three and six or a three and seven team? I don't know if they are. Um, now, can I ask you a question? And maybe 
I'm not just because I'm not sure. DK Metcalf wasn't suspended by his stupid actions he did the other night, or other day, was he? Oh, I no. heard something about that. What did he do again? He grabbed he two different guys' guy. face masks and got kicked out of the game. And then on the like next play, he tried to get back into the game and snuck into the huddle before the refs caught him. Oh, I haven't heard anything about a suspension, but that is that is kind of worse than what Tooney did earlier in the season. So yeah, that's okay. He's not suspended, Eric. He's gonna get a he's gonna get a fat fine, but they're not gonna suspend him. They would have had to announce that by today. And but by the way, can we talk about the fat fines that were handed out for Aaron Rodgers and CD Lamb? CD Lamb twenty grand for not tucking in his jersey. Aaron Rodgers fourteen grand for lying about COVID. That's a vaccinated. fucking joke. That's an absolute joke. Dave, I think it was you who posted that meme, actually. That's a fucking joke. I mean, look, it is a joke, but a lot what they don't point out with that whole thing is that the reason Lamb's fine was so high is it was like his third offense. But still, the dude was doing it for nine years. It's about a tucked in shirt. Stop it. No, I'm with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a joke. Uh, he got lied I, about COVID, screwing up protocols, getting other yes, people sick. Yes. 14 grand. I, yeah. That's, 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 that's lunch for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, stop it. Find him a million dollars. Don't set a fucking precedent. Make sure nobody knows. Uh, make sure everybody knows you can't do this again. Million dollars. That's what the fine should have been. Anyway, Eric, go ahead. Seattle. I'm going to have without window. Yeah. Kyler Murray, I don't trust Arizona's backups. It's in Seattle. I think the 12th man could play a role. Give me Seattle. Dave? Give me the Cardinals. Oh, wow. You really want that. You really want that top spot. Listen, right. if Kyler Murray plays, he's in a lot better position. Yeah, and truthfully, we are speculating that – Kyle Murray, Murray's not going to play. We're going by the fact that they have the bye week after that. So, I mean, there is still a chance. If I'm the Cardinals, I'm not playing him, but there's still a chance that he plays. So, yeah, fair enough. All right, so that's football here. I'm going to be honest. Normally at this point, I give you the guys the opportunity to bring up something that you guys want to bring up. Um, I'm saying fuck that right now. I have something I want to bring up. Um, because I've been seething about something for a couple days now. Truthfully, it's a couple somethings right now. Uh, I haven't said anything in the last month. Y'all knew this shit was coming eventually, though. I have to, because Eric, do you smell something? Eric, I know you smell something. something's Something's burning. Something's starting to burn. And it's coming out of the borough my cousin, my sister, my all my family, extended family lives in right now. It's coming out of Queens. And it's not a good smell. It's not a good smell at all. I oh, did I really? Did I really? Yeah, okay. I swear to fucking God. This goddamn New York Mets team is going to drive me to a fucking grave within the next 10 years. It really will. Because you got the, the, the whole... Second year in a row, this whole search for a president of baseball operations and GM, everybody, all of a sudden, nobody wants nobody wants to come to New York. Whatever's going on with all the mid-market teams, not allowing candidates to interview for front office positions with the Mets, that's all one thing. All right, fine. 
within the last week. We heard that the search was starting to narrow down. They're not hiring a president of baseball operations. They're going after a GM. Second year in a row, they decided well, right, we're not going president of baseball operations because the guy they supposedly want, I don't know if Steve Cohen fucked his wife or something, but the owner of the Milwaukee Brewers will never let anybody from his organization interview with the Mets, fucked his wife, kicked his, you know, um, handicapped, uh, wheelchair-ridden family member down the steps, kicked the poodle down the street. I don't know what the fuck he did, but the Brewers owner hates the Mets, so we can't get the guy we want. So no president of baseball operations. So we, we started interviewing general manager candidates. I wanted the woman from the Boston Red Sox, Rachel Fiera. I didn't want to interview for the job. All right, yeah, of course. Good job there. Then yesterday it comes down, who's the guy who the Mets are going to wind up finalizing? And it's still, we're finalizing an agreement with former Anaheim Angels general manager Billy Epler for the position of general manager. Billy Epler is someone, Dave, you may have never heard of before. Eric knows who he is really well. Billy Epler spent 10 years in the New York Yankees organization. He became... Brian Cashman's right-hand man went to the Angels in 2015 to be their GM, fought with well, – okay, that might be wrong, so I'm not going to say that because it wasn't him who fought with uh, Mike Sosha. I think he was gone at that point. Well, he wasn't gone yet, but anyway, that's not the point. Goes to the Angels organization. He wants to put a process-driven um, approach to building an organization because the Angels organization, we've talked about the Angels organization in the past, how they can't put a team around Mike Trout. They uh, they have the owner, Artie Moreno, apparently a very hands-on, meddling owner, was going for a win-now approach. So Epler couldn't put in a process to build up the farm system. Uh, Angels never finished above 500 the entire time. Epler was there. The most they got was 80 wins. Epler was fired before last season. He was the guy who got uh, Shohei Otani to shine with the Angels the year that the Yankees wanted him. And that's probably the only thing he really gets credit for, truthfully. So now this guy, who comes from the Yankees tree, which, you know, I should be happy about, but Eric, you bitch and scream about how the Yankees analytics haven't worked out for them. And that's the tree this guy comes from. And, yes, I would like to see them put a process in, but he doesn't have a winning track record with the Angels. This is the guy who's going to be our next GM. And even though it hasn't been finalized yet, we still don't have a fucking announcement. There's been no press release. Under, under next- 500 for five straight years with the Angels, under the Angels. He, he worked as a GM. Did I, get cut off, did I get cut off during that part? I feel like I said no, that. No, no, no. But I'm just oh, saying, okay. like, that's what the Mets have to look forward to is, like, this is the guy you're bringing in. But he has a little bit of a pedigree coming off of his time with, with but Cashman, let me, but I mean, it is different. It's, it's different. Yes, he's, yeah, yeah. he's still let not me, Cashman. Let me, I got more here, but here's the thing. So I, I, I find out we're getting Epler as the GM, and I didn't want Epler. So I'm trying to calm myself down because I wasn't happy about that, and I'm thinking, all right, Cohen wants a process-driven approach. Epler wanted to put a process-driven approach in with the Angels. Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, didn't want to do that. He wanted a win-now approach. Cohen wants to win now, but he's not going to meddle with the guy. 
who he wants to put a process-driven approach in anyway. Maybe, maybe. I'm trying to sell myself on this even though I didn't want this. And then I wake up this morning. We offered the qualifying offer of $18.4 million to Michael Conforto and Noah Syndergaard. We all knew Michael Conforto's agent, Scott Boris, was going to make Michael Conforto not take that on this batshit-driven idea that he's going to get $100 million somewhere, even though he completely fucked up his contract year and had the worst season of his career. Any team that wants to give him $100 million, go right ahead. God bless. I got a middle finger. You know where you can stick that. Anyway, um, Noah Syndergaard's the guy I really thought was going to take that qualifying offer. Then I wake up this morning and I find out not only did he not take the qualifying offer, he's going to the Angels. The very team that Billy Epler used to be the GM for. For $3 million more than the fucking qualifying offer. And I just, I we didn't even get a fucking chance to negotiate anything with him, apparently. Apparently, Syndergaard was... Was move, though. He didn't put in a pitching staff out in Anaheim. That's what got him fired. He, says he put Otani out there. Hey, he put, hey, he hey, put, hey. But he didn't build a pitching staff, so it doesn't matter. Right. To me, that makes perfect sense that if he's going to come in, that would be the first move he makes. is, no, I don't want to spend on pitching. <laughs> Let me let Noah go, and we'll, we'll figure something else out. I don't know that this is on Epler, though. I don't know that this is on Epler. I feel like a lot of this was Noah was probably turned off by everything that went on with the Wilpons. And I feel like he made up his mind a couple of years ago that he wasn't going to stay with New York when the contract came up. So I don't know if this is up again, the deal isn't even finalized for Epler. So he can't, he, I, I don't know that he's even negotiating with people just yet, because have you seen a press release that the deal is official? A New York Mets official press release that the deal is official. I don't know. It's official yet. So I'm telling you right now, there's only about two or three weeks until December 1st when the collective bargaining agreement expires and we have the possibility of a lockout. There is so much shit they have to get done before that lockout. And they have completely. Mike, they're definitely locking out. I'm just going to. I don't want to burst your bubble, but they're definitely locking out. We know they're definitely locking out. I'm not arguing with you on that. I, I agree with you on that. Well, we know it's coming. We know it's coming. We've known it's coming for a while now. I'm just saying there's so much shit the Mets have to do before this fucking lockout. And not only did they stumble out of the gate, they fell out of the gate, fell on their head, passed out, blood is streaming into a fucking sewer grate, and everybody else at that fucking starting line is almost at the goddamn finish line, and they're stumbling up going, what happened? As always... What the fuck? I'm just stupefied that once again, this shit is happening. It just it makes no sense. We really thought when the Wilpons are gone, yes, there would be some sort of adjustment period. But the fact that, again, another offseason was just a nonstop bubbling from this whole fucking shit show. I don't know what the fuck else to say. I've just been stupefied. For the last 24 hours, first Billy Epler, now Syndergaard leaves, and I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I have no idea what the fuck we're doing. I'm not going Frank the Tank here, because if you guys listen to Frank the Tank, like Frank the Tank is nauseating. He really is. I'm not going that far, but goddamn, this is not a good start. Eric, I'm going to get your opinion, but Dave, 
I don't know if you really understand half of what I've said here because I know you're not really a baseball fan. You've had to have heard some of this shit happening for the last month. What do you think about this? I would like your opinion. I mean, uh, I heard about the fact that the Mets couldn't find, you know, anybody to take the job. They were looking to fill. Um, I heard about the Syndergaard signing. I think that just happened today or yesterday. Today, today, um, this morning. But, yeah, I mean, when it all comes down to it, I mean, look, you, A, you know me. I really don't care too much when it comes down to the world of baseball. But I like to involve B, you. It's Unpro- no, unprovoked. I, I really do. But, but the, like, I, I feel like for the Mets, it's if it's not one thing, it's another. It, you know, they – there's always something that's going to go wrong with them. And there's, it's just part of the life of being a Mets fan. I, I, like I've told you before, I, I highly, highly suggest you, you find a way to take a little bit of the love that you have for them out of your system. Cause all they're going to do is break your heart, Mike. Fuck break my heart. They're going to drive me to a fucking early grave. I'll be 40. I'll be fucking 49 years old. You guys be hearing about, he had a heart attack. He opened up his phone one day. Something happened with the Mets, and all of a sudden, he just fucking keeled over and died. He couldn't take it anymore. Oh, my God. What'd you say? Oh, my God. Stop it. It's going to happen. All right, Eric. Go ahead. Eric? Eric? I'm giving you an opening here. Where's Eric? He's, uh, I'm, he's, like, I'm not going to keep shitting in your corner or pissing in your corner. Oh, he's going all he's going all pixelated here. Yeah, Eric, it sounds like you got a bad connection, my friend. Can you hear me? And now I can. Now I can. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear us? Bueller. Eric, can you hear us? Hello? Eric can't hear us. I, I I can tell. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. Yes. Eric, the real question is can you hear us? Can you hear me any better? Yeah, you all right. Yeah. Good. No, I said I'm not going to piss in your cornflakes anymore, Mike. Yeah, Appreciate I don't, don't want to do that to you. It's yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. Go yes, ahead. Don't you. piss in my cornflakes. Thank you for yes. that. I appreciate that. I can hear him. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, he's oh, on like a time like, delay or like, something. He must be on like a delay. Yeah, he has to be on a time yes. delay. Oh wow. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, oh, oh. Holy crap, this is crazy. This I've is this is so oh you, wow. To, that's that's all I'm trying to say. Like I just really don't want to re- Wow. I I really hope Eric goes back and listens to this. I or, really or I really That's that's bad. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, oh like wow! I, that was that was unexpected. That was. I, I'm trying to text him I've real quick. Yeah. 
Well, while you while you're texting him, I I, I I do apologize that I don't have much to say when it comes down to the Mets stuff because it, it's the Mets. Um, but I do have to say that in the last few days, my Bulls have beaten the Clippers and the Lakers in <laughs> L.A., and that's been a lot of fun. Um, like, it, it's been so much fun. I genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, and I also think that if you have time after we uh, wrap up the show, you got to try and get TNT on. You got the Nets and uh, Warriors playing each other. And needless to say, they've been going back and forth uh, the whole first half. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I think they're, I think at the end of the first quarter, Durant and Curry both had like nine or ten, uh, nine or 11 points. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been paying attention to basketball as much as I should, but I'm just looking at the standings right now. Yeah, you got wow. You guys are in second place in the Eastern Conference, so you got that going for you. Tied with the tied with the Nets, Warriors are eleven and two, best record in the league right now. So that looks good, and that game sounds like it should be fun. What Harden's gotten better, right? He's starting to get back into being yeah, James he, he Harden. Started, right? he, he's starting to play a little bit more like Harden, but it, it's killing him that he doesn't that they no longer have that. Uh, that one foul rule where you could jump into a guy and get the foul call, uh, get the defensive foul and free throws. It's kill. It's killing him. And he has to adjust. He's, he's been struggling adjusting to that. Interesting. Interesting. Well, listen, for your sake, I hope the bulls continue to do well on that one. I gotta be honest. I, I, the Nets, I can't get behind the Nets. I just can't do it. You know what I mean? The, the whole, I guess Kyrie's still not playing there and the, the Harden and Durant, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. I like the fact that Aldridge was able to come back. We never really talked about the fact that Aldridge went through everything that he went through. He had to early retire and then he came back. I'm happy to see him back. I know Griffin Hasn't really been doing too much for him, but the, the Nets are just a hard team to root for. So be interesting to see what happens. And the Knicks didn't have a good week. I know that because I heard that quite frequently that they didn't have a good week. So yeah, uh, it's been a rough couple games for them, but they'll be all right. Well, I think they beat the Pacers last night. So at least they got that going for them. So I'm just going to guess that Eric's not going to be able to come back on tonight. So we'll wrap this up in a minute here. Do you have anything else you want to bring up? No, I just wanted to brag about my bulls for a minute. And I will let you do it. I will let you see. I am equal opportunity here. As much as I want to talk about the stuff that I want to talk about, you guys got anything you want to bring up? You guys want to got anything you want to brag about? That's fine. I just want to be able to do me and everybody else can benefit too. I am a benevolent dictator here, Eric. All right, Dave. Yeah. I'm going to pretend it's, I didn't it's, do that. It's it's appreciated, Mike. But, yeah, no, I just that, – that little blurb I said about the Bulls, that's really all I wanted to say. It, mm. I mean, screw it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's 12 games into the season. We still got about, you know, 13 games. There's still, you know, 69, 70 games to play. So, yeah. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see where we're at when we hit the all-star break. But before then, I'm not going to get too hyped about anything. All right. I think he's actually coming back here. Let's see if this works. Eric, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? 
I can hear you. I, I I hope everything else you say sounds a lot better than that one, though. You all right? Did you, you saw my text, I guess, right? Eric? Eric? Yeah, I'm here. I'm all right, here. good, good, good. Do you want to finish what you were trying to say before? Um, I, I appreciate wasn't trying to say anything, though. That's what I think was getting confusing for you. Is I was just saying, I don't need to drill in anymore about how much the Mets suck and what stupid decisions they make. I was trying not to piss any harder in your cornflakes and let your let your rant speak for itself. I didn't really feel like the need to to pile on even further. I think you explained it pretty well that they they fucked this thing up from jump, and they really haven't been getting it any better. And with the new ownership, you expected better. You're not getting it. So I think you hit the nail on the head. And but I also think Dave hits it right too. And you got to start like. Tempering your expectations and maybe turning the Cowboys into your favorite sports team or something else and getting happier because you're just not going to be right right now. It's kind of like, you know, being a Knicks fan for all those years or even a Ranger fan when they weren't winning it, when they hadn't won a cup since, you know, 94, you know, it's like that. You just feel shitty about your team right now and there's no real good way to feel good about it. So I just wasn't trying to go any harder on you. Than need be. I just, you know, what else can mm. you say to lose Noah Syndergaard over $3 million this year? Sounds pretty freaking stupid. Almost sounds like he would rather just go sign elsewhere than try to even negotiate with the, with the Mets. And I mean, that to me is just is an indictment on the organization. They're not even trying to keep the talent they have, you know. Do you I, think, I, it, let me ask you something though. I, I want to, I want to bring that up. Do you think it was a case where they didn't try to keep him? Because I don't look at the Angels. Couldn't go to three million dollars. Did they know? But did they know? Though is the question. Like, did he give them the chance? I I don't think he gave them the chance to do it. If he didn't give them the chance, and that's even that's just as bad a look on the front office. The fact that he like just was like, no, I'm out. I don't want to be here. But is the Angels really a better scenario than the Mets? Though he must think it. So, so you're agreeing? It's. See, your wording right there is telling. I don't think you believe the Angels are a better scenario than the Mets, though. I, I Right now, why wouldn't they be? I'd rather go play with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and give them a little pitching help. At least I know they're going to hit for me. Well, Trout wasn't healthy last year, so there's that. But I, I don't think – listen, they haven't been able to no put a full team around. Pitch for him last year, though, either. No, no Otani pitched last year. Otani pitched last saying. year. But I'm yeah. saying, you you threw up that, oh, well, Trout was hurt last year. Well, it doesn't matter. He's not playing with a hurt Trout last year. He's getting Trout back healthy this year. So he's going to play with a healthy right. hey, not- and a healthy Trout. Yes, Dave? Not to cut off the baseball talk, but just something that but might will make you happy. But <laughs> to cut it off. But something that will make you happy, Mike. It literally just hit the Twitterverse 10 minutes ago. The official trailer for the new Spider-Man movie just dropped. I was kind of hoping you would have said the Mets would have signed somebody, but it, okay. So what does that mean? I'll take We're all going to watch it right now and react to it live on the show? You want it? I just sent you guys the link. I just sent you guys the link, but, I, I mean, if we play it on, isn't the, like, I don't even know if my sound's going to work well enough. No, I can do. I can do. I, I individually. We can all I, watch it individually, and then and then we don't gotta have the sound on. So I'm not looking to get our channel taken down either. <laughs> well, this isn't going on YouTube. This yeah. isn't going on YouTube. So that's fine. I I all can right. actually, 
I don't worry about the sound. I got the sound part. You want to do a countdown, or you just want to? You want to do a countdown, or you just want to start off? Do a countdown. Hang on a second. I got to get a pause though. So pause. I get up to, I'm backed up to the very beginning. This is what Dave sent, so I am ready to go when you guys say hit play. All right, three, two, one. Hmm. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt more. That was when you found out. Would you botch that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider Man? We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Octavius. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. <laughs> Flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. You're struggling to have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. starting to come through and i can't stop them december 17th exclusively at movie theaters tickets on sale november 29th spider monday okay who the hell was standing on top of the statue of liberty i don't know the problem with watching this on my phone is that i don't see this as clear as i would on my laptop well I'll probably let's watch- be honest we'll all end up watching it again so no doubt. No doubt. Um, I mean, I'll say this again. I think they've done a horrible job of protecting this movie from spoilers. That, like, some of those reveals probably would have been really cool to see in the theater. Well, that's the one thing I always like about Marvel trailers. 
the things you see in the trailer aren't actually the exact exactly the things you see in the movie. Yeah. Whether it's you know replacing you know putting things in there that you weren't in the trailer, even though it's the same scene, like they they're really good at that. So, look, all in all, I've been amped to see this movie. I really am hoping that they do kind of a Spider Verse and you see the other uh, Spider Men, but that it that definitely seems to be completely uh, unknown. Uh, I think unlikely too, but it, it seems unknown and it'll be interesting to see. So still excited for the movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're talking the liz- the dude that turns into a lizard, Electro, Goblin, uh, Doc Ock. I mean, he'll definitely have his hands full. So <laughs> we'll see how it all unfolds. Eric, what do you think? Um, I think they're still holding out on the multiple Spider-Men for the most part, like having them all in one scene and whatever. So, I mean, there's still more that I think there is to show. If there happens to be more, maybe they're really not in it. Tom Holland keeps swearing those other guys aren't in it, and it's not the way it's going to go, and everybody has their... So, I mean, I again, I like what Dave said of Marvel does have a tendency to throw some misdirections in their trailers and certain stuff. I definitely think there will still be surprises that haven't been spoiled yet that are in the movie. Um, but either way, it looks like it's going to be fun and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So that's what I think. It is interesting that they said in there, these guys all fight died fighting Spider-Man. It's interesting that they're going with that twist to it. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens on this. I didn't need a second trailer, though. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Eric, I, th- I think both of you guys agreed with me. I didn't need another trailer for this. So I guess they had to put it out because this leaked like a week and a half ago or something, right? Um, Something like that. I didn't yeah. see it, so I'm not sure. All right. I want to throw in one more thing. Well, yeah, let me get because I do got to run. I got I to be honest. I do have to run. So I, I want to talk some basketball and some hockey and other stuff, but I just I'm running out of time here. All right. We'll, we'll wrap up real quick. I just want to say this. Um, Disney Plus today. We should talk about that at some point, even though there really wasn't that much that came out. Um, the Beatles is getting a three point three part documentary series next week called Get Back, directed by Peter Jackson. They got all this old footage from 1970. Dude, that you guys know I'm a big Beatle fan. That shit looks so fucking good. Looks so goddamn good. I can't wait for it. I know you guys aren't big Beatles fans, but I wanted to throw that in there. That's going to be awesome. No, I mean, listen, they're an iconic Something to look forward to, Mike. So, yeah, no, I listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to rain on your Beatles parade, you know. Let it be. I think it'll be uh, pretty good. So, you know, I hope you enjoy. Listen, if that's your band, man, I hope you hope you rock out and enjoy. Um, yeah, I say the only thing musically for me lately that I've that I've liked that uh, you know maybe you guys be into is that the fact that the Foo Fighters got into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this past year or whatever. But that was cool. I enjoy the Foo Fighters, but other than that, how, like you know, how um how how the Beatles documentary, but at the same point, I do like the Beatles music. So how um, long into that did I cut out out of curiosity? I don't know. Okay. Yes, it Beatles like at get the right point. Uh, oh, okay. What'd you say? <laughs> so it seemed like at the right point because me and Dave started talking, so I think it was went just fine. 
All right. Okay. Fair enough. Beatles get back next week. Yes. This, the, I, I could go on about this for an hour. I know you said you got to run, so I'm not going to do that. Yes. Foo Fighters going in the Hall of Fame is awesome. Um, uh, who, who did Eminem? Oh, LL Cool J going in was awesome, too. Eminem is eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame next year. So that would be cool to see. Yes. All right. We'll wrap up, though. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us tonight. Let's do some final thoughts here. Dave Hastings. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And, uh, Mike, I hope you keep pushing for the playoffs in your fantasy league, my friend. Appreciate that. Thank you. Eric Tressler. Dave, Dave, before you go, I do want to say, I do feel a little, a little awkward not talking any basketball or hockey this week, so I feel the need that we're going to at least have to get into a little bit of that next week. Oh, he talked um, some basketball. Dave, I- we talked a little basketball while uh, you had the technical difficulties there. Uh, I just bragged okay. about but my balls said- for about 30 seconds. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, I feel like there's enough there to to talk about, especially when we give it, you know, we gave it a little time to breathe. So I don't think we're beating it up too much. So would we would like to talk a little basketball and hockey with you guys next week, as well as you know, I'm gonna keep preaching to you guys. Watch some college football if you get a chance. It's entertaining stuff. So, um, and you guys love NFL football, and that's where the talent comes from. So, just saying throw it out there watch some games hope you enjoy and uh until next time guys stay sweaty there it is that's what i was waiting for all right and i am mike agliolauro thank you everybody to everybody on all our various podcasting outlets google podcast apple podcast spotify stitcher tune in anchor bullhorn once again i am mike agliolauro thank you everybody for listening we will see y'all next week